0: So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. This is the Gem on the Queen's Crown. A podcast talking about Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio sports. Here's the host, Lee W. Mowen. It's time for episode nine. Welcome again, dear listener, and welcome aboard. Do you want to apologize for taking a week off the podcast? I just felt that last week my creative tank hit E, and it needed a week to recharge and refuel. So here I am again with the next edition of the Gem on the Queen's Crown. I'm Lee W. Mowen. You can follow me on Twitter at the Lee W. Mowen or Facebook Lee W. Mowen. Also give my podcast page a like, the Gem on the Queen's Crown. So, episode 9 was originally supposed to come out last week, but I had plans for it, both of those plans kind of fell through, so I decided to take up a suggestion via email. And this is from good friend, and also part of the sports family of Mark Schlemmer's, Don Brown. And Don emailed me about two weeks ago, where he's saying he enjoyed the second edition of Schlemmer and I on the podcast. I believe that's when I released it. And the second part of the email, and I quote, I would love to hear you tell us who you are from time to time. It helps someone listening for the first time for sure. Originally, I didn't want to do that mainly because, one, who cares? Two, this is supposed to be about Cincinnati and Dayton sports and the bonus reason, who cares? However, after deciding that if I didn't, I probably wouldn't have a podcast episode this week, I decided to go ahead and make Episode 9 about me. And this is titled, The One Who Is The Voice. Of course, that's the working title. So if you're listening to this on gemcitysports.com, where it's hosted... And you see a different episode name for it, don't fret. That was just the name I was going to go with. If it's the same, then clap your hands in the air three times. But if you're not, if you're listening to this vile driving, keep your hands on the wheel. You can also listen to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and also I have it posted on my website too, TheLeeWMallon.com. So let's go ahead and jump into episode 9. I want to thank Don Brown for the suggestion. Now, I'm going to be quite honest with everyone listening. This is not the first time that I'm recording this. This is not the first day that i tried to record this. This is about day 3. And also a number, oh, I lost count, but it's somewhere around the 30s. Like I mentioned, never really wanted to make the podcast about myself. I always wanted to spread the joy and the love about Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio sports. I mean, right now you can argue that the Bengals aren't doing so well. That's the big sport going on. The Reds are well out of playoff contention. I mean, where's the joy in that, you might ask? I say stop looking at the negatives. We have sports to root for. So let's go ahead and jump into the episode about me. I'll start off with my history. When I was a kid, I always wanted to broadcast, and that was thanks to the fact that my parents watched the news every night. Uh, Originally, we were WHIO family, which, if you don't know in Dayton, that's the CBS affiliate, also Channel 7. And sometime in the mid-'90s, we swapped to WDTN Channel 2, which at the time was ABC. Now it's the NBC affiliate in town. Originally was the NBC affiliate in town till like sometime in the 80s, I think. Uh, most of my childhood, it was ABC, though. So, interesting, right? No, uh, the two anchors that I learned from the most while being a kid uh, was Jim Baldridge on HIO and on WDTN Mark Allen. Uh, Mark Allen still with Channel 2, I believe, and Jim Baldridge retired some time ago. Baldridge graduated from... Right, State and Sinclair, not 100% sure about Mark Allen, but as a kid, I watched the newscasts not fully understanding what was happening out in the world. Uh, in the mid-90s, that would have been the uh, Bosnia Peace Accord happening in Dayton, Ohio at the Air Force Base, the 95, I think, and of course, mid-90s, uh, O.J. Simpson, the big uh, national news hit. The impeachment proceedings of Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. I'm just going over news things. I'm not really saying why, um, but what I watched that's kind of why I wanted to be a broadcaster just because of the fact that I don't know, it looked fun to do and look like something I could do type of thing. I'm not good at a lot of things you see, uh, but broadcasting has always been something I wanted to do. Now, getting into sports, you'd have to fast-forward the clock into the mid-2000s. Or, I guess you can even say high school in 2002. That's right, I'm old. 15 years ago. I started following sports uh, more closely. uh, Mainly because, A, I wanted to make friends. And, B, part of the newspaper part, I did one or two... Sports articles. So, yeah. I didn't make a lot of friends. (laughs) Didn't make any friends, let's be honest. Uh, But sports stuck with me. And then college began in 2006 at Wright State University. And I think it was the first week. Actually, no. College visit to Wright State when they had their right from the start uh, events where high school juniors and seniors can come check out Wright State and all the organizations. I think the last table I stopped by was WWSU's, and I got a shirt with the original Rowdy Raider on it uh, advertising the station. Still have it. It's way too small on me, but I still have the thing, and I'm not giving that up. So, the first week of college, I check them out, uh, WWSU that is, and, you know, four and a half years later, I'm walking my degree, having been the sports director for two and a half years. So I owe a lot to WWSU for helping mold and shape uh, what my career is now. It would take a while, but I would finally pick up a couple cool jobs I enjoy. Uh, PA announcer and backup announcer for University of Dayton Flyers. Started off in baseball in the 2013 season, and then got a chance to do Men's and Women's Soccer. I'm back to Men's Soccer this season for the Flyers. Uh, previous two seasons I was with Volleyball. And spring of 2015 I got a chance to fill in uh, on some Wright State University Raiders baseball games. So going back to my alma mater after working the arch rival in town. So yes, uh feel very lucky and blessed to work for the two Division One schools in town, Wright State University and University of Dayton. Um, baseball, soccer, softball, swimming and diving at WSU. Dayton doesn't have a swimming program. And uh, sometimes volleyball whenever I'm needed. So those are my two jobs. That's currently where I'm at right now. I also have a broadcasting gig with South Metro Sports in Centerville. I do a lot of broadcasts for not only Centerville High School and Springboro High School hockey, uh, but I'll do some of the youth hockey games of the Dayton Stealth and the Tri-State Spartans uh, this upcoming season and also the junior hockey team in town the Dayton Falcons originally the Cincinnati Thunder last year where I was the fill-in voice whenever I was needed Uh, Falcons have uh, taken over a new identity and have come back to South Metro Sports that's what I'm currently doing hockey season has already started hard to believe I know Uh, I have a a third period and an overtime under the belt so far, Um, and Sunday, this upcoming Sunday, which would be 24th, no I wasn't thinking that in my head out loud on the podcast, that's going to get edited, Uh, but that will be my first full hockey game coming up, very excited, and just pretty excited in general about fall and uh, winter starting up again. During the summer, I'm the play-by-play voice of the Dayton Dynamo FC Club. And also, I do the scoreboard and stats for Dayton Dragons and for fill-ins. Right now, I'm currently helping out the University of Cincinnati in a couple women's soccer games. I get to do my third one this Thursday, the 21st. That'll be my third one. It's quite neat to get a chance to be a part of a third university, if only for a game. That's what I currently do. Uh, I'm a journeyman freelancer, I guess, is what I would describe myself as. My career dream would be (laughs) full-time in broadcasting. (laughs) That's pretty much what I narrowed it down to. Now, um, I would love to broadcast sports, but I would love to broadcast I mean, for me, the whole broadcasting dream never died. I keep trying, I keep applying for jobs. Nothing has really clicked in yet for full time, but I'm still working on it. As of today, which would be September 20th, 2017, I have broadcasted 859 games, and I've been the PA announcer for 277 games, and only about a handful Of those, meaning about five, I have done double duty. Most of that with the Dayton Dynamo this past season. Uh, Most of my games have been with the Gym City Sports Network. A total of 289. Um, I think the last stuff I did was last season with the Dayton Dynamo when they were on GCSN. That's the 2016 season, mind you. I've done a lot of sports in terms of my announcing career. Basketball, baseball, football, hockey, soccer, volleyball, softball, Aussie football, indoor football even. I've done a game of lacrosse. I have PA'd a holiday wrestling tournament at Wright State, which by the way, come close to the time I hope to have the... uh, people responsible for the holiday tournament. Uh, this year, it's supposed to go to Vandalia Butler High School, and the field of teams is supposed to be 50 from originally 64. But I'd like to have that be an episode of the Gem and the Queen's Crown, but that's, you know, way down the road. So that's a little bit about me and my history. Uh, it's... Quite a long history. If you want to read about it uh, for some reason, you can visit my website, theleawmowan.com, and click Career Stats. And it's uh, it's pretty long. Uh, the bold on the page means I'm currently with that organization or team. And just looking back on it, I try to edit this as often as I can. I just edited this morning, actually. Just amazing think that how close I am to you know, 1,200 games. Actually, 1,136 games I've done. So, not too far away. I should hit broadcast number 1,000 this winter with all the broadcasts I have lined up at South Metro Sports. At the very least, I'll come close to it. And, you know, 277 games as PA announcer. I probably won't hit 500 until, I don't know, a year, two years or so. I like to celebrate my little milestones like that on Twitter. And if you follow me, you already know. So let's go to starting my podcast, because that's a big thing what I do weekly, except last week. Uh, I mentioned this on episode zero, which was the uh, Periscope stream, where I was saying that I wanted to spread the good word of Cincinnati and Dayton sports. Uh, My whole purpose of the podcast was to do just that. I mean, I know with a lot of podcasts, you don't make a lot of money. I wasn't necessarily in it for the money. I mean, little money would be great eventually, but we'll see where it takes us. I was using the podcast mainly to try to convince uh, the employers here in town that I am indeed worthy of a broadcast job. Because it has been tough to get my name out there. type of thing. So, not only to spread the word of Cincinnati Dayton sports, my podcast is to try to spread the good word of me and what I can do. That's kind of why I started the podcast. Originally, I wanted to start it back when I first got my Blue Snowball microphone. I love this thing. Uh, But... uh, I always had the question of where am I going to store the podcast? I didn't really want to pay for storage or hosting type of thing. I mean, there would be ways where I was like, I'm getting really antsy to start it up and then I just wouldn't because I'm afraid that it would fail or people wouldn't listen to it. Eventually, um, it was Mary Warden that would come up to me and was like, hey, you want to start a?" audio podcast, Uh, I was like, yeah, I'd like that, Uh, so I was playing along, and then finally I was just like, you know what, Um, I I will start this thing, so lo and behold, you got the gem on the Queen's Crown, Uh, hopefully I can interview Mary uh, in the near future on the podcast, and see what she would have done as the co-host. Mary is very, very busy with many of her jobs. She works at WHIO Radio and also United Way uh, for her full-time job. So that's why she's not able to co-host on the podcast. But hopefully we can have her in every so often on the show. So I mentioned my history, where it all began. I mentioned what I do now. I mentioned... My whole purpose of the podcast, and I mentioned my career dreams. Uh, some of the struggles is the next thing I have written down on here. Originally, I tried to do this episode without any notes, but that turned out to be a colossal failure just because I didn't know where to go from seven minutes on, as you saw that tweet. Well, for the podcast, I always worry about, you know... Are people going to listen to it? Are people spreading the word? Do people actually like it? Am I getting the coverage of these teams like I want to? I'm a very new podcaster. Let's not the newest out there. There's always one or two people starting a podcast every, what, six minutes or so? I, I don't know. I was trying to be uh, statsy, if you will. That's where you can laugh. That's supposed to be a joke. But. As a fairly new podcaster, I was always worried how it would turn out for me and if people would actually like it. And as for covering all the teams and schools, I don't think I've done the best job I can do. I mean, the fall sports episode, which I think was episode 6, I stopped after football and soccer just because it took... Nearly two hours to talk about the two. And I didn't get to cover volleyball, nor did I get to touch on high school football. Which, by the way, how about some of these teams around here? I mean, you have 4-0 teams in Kettering Fairmont. I mean, who saw the Firebirds being undefeated and winning a very close battle against Alter and... Going into Milford, which was my very first fill-in gig as a PA announcer for high school football, which I thank the whole staff for allowing me to do so that one Saturday in September. Fairmont coming in and winning over 40 points, shutting out that Milford team that the week before won 42 nothing against Dixie Heights. That was the game that I did. Um. Centerville 4-0. That's a great story for the Elks. Miamisburg and Wayne 3-1. Vikings taking their first loss uh, from the Warriors. Very close at the half. And then Wayne kind of picked up steam and rolled away. Uh, Wayne's only lost to a powerhouse in Pennsylvania. I want to say in the Pittsburgh area. And Miamisburg previously 3-0 rolling. Looking very sharp. There's so many teams in the Miami Valley, just in the Dayton area alone, in Montgomery County, that's a lot of schools to talk about. I do apologize, and hopefully I'll be able to have like, a high school football recap, you know, after the regular season and looking into the playoffs, but it's just, like I mentioned, the fall sports thing, it ran so long, I thought about doing a two-parter, but then I'm like, would people really listen to two-parters? I don't know. I mean, that's not even counting high school soccer, which, by the way, if you're a listener on GemCitySports.com, you know Brian Reese does an excellent job with High School Soccer Saturdays. And I know the schedule's posted on GCSN's website. Give Brian a chance to fill the ears in your head with beautiful acetones of soccer. Or you can come to Dayton or Wright State and... Listen to me, fill your ears with my voice through the PA. This is this is getting weird. <laughs> okay, so Brian does some games on GCSM and you can come to the college soccer games at UD and Wright State and you will most likely hear my voice through the stadium speakers. Really though, the four episodes I did with guests, they've they've been the star and they Made up so where it is. The ones that I do myself anymore, I'm nervous just because of the fact that, you know, I don't know if people really want to hear me talk for that amount of time. So that's been the struggle of, you know, my podcast. My career is just trying to find something full time. It's been very tough trying to get my foot in the door still. I mean, like I mentioned, I do have great jobs at Right State and Dayton. But I, um, I'm always on the quest to try become better. Not necessarily looking for the next thing, just looking for something that will, you know, carry me on to my dreams. That's some of the struggles. And now we get to the point where I have to think about all the broadcasts and all the games I've seen and pick some of my favorite ones. And can I just say, with this agenda right in front of me, this rough draft of an outline, we're going on 23 minutes pre-editing, and I'm quite proud of that. So hopefully this will be the take where I accept it and actually post it for the whole world to hear. This morning I was listening to some of the Dayton Demons and Demolition games I've done trying to pick my favorite broadcast. Of course, the one that means... The most to me will have to be games three and four of the FHL Finals in the 2013-2014 year of the Federal Hockey League, which is single-A hockey. The Dayton Demons and Demolition played a combined four years. Uh, The two teams were owned by separate groups. Uh, Demolition were owned by two separate groups. And currently the Demons live on as the Port Huron Prowlers, and the Demolition folded after... The season hoping to come back. However, Hair Arena closed shortly after the demolition. Notice that they wouldn't play in 2016-17. And they have yet to touch ice since. Which is a shame because I did like broadcasting pro hockey. So, I I was thinking about all those. Uh, games 3 and 4 stick to my mind just because of the... Come back in Game 3, winning in OT, Game 4, winning in regulation, then Game 5, heading to Danbury, and Dayton won 9-2 to to bring home the city's first championship since the 70s when the Dayton Gems won the Turner Cup, also at Hare Arena. And then, I was thinking about some of the other ones I did. Previously in this episode, I mentioned that I did a lacrosse game, it was Oakwood and Bellbrook, and... I remember being quite nervous. I had a couple sheets of rules printed out along with the rosters and everything. Turns out that uh, the roster wasn't correct, the one I printed out, so that was a little bit scary. But it turned out to be okay. I'd like another shot calling lacrosse soon. I'm not sure when or where it'll happen, but there we go. I remember calling the... Forty-ninth Parallel Cup in Dublin, Ohio, in 2012 with Brian Reese. Remember that being my f- actually no, that would have been my second look at Aussie football. First one would have been earlier that summer with the Cincinnati Dockers in Fairfield. And I remember, right after that contest ended, raced to Richmond on uh, 177 heading out of Hamilton. Made it in time, okay. And <laughs> it's certainly not the first time I've raced to do two different sports. Of course, I was in Richmond for my internship with the Richmond River Rats to broadcast Summer Collegiate Ball in the Prospect League. Anymore, if you ask me what my best broadcast was, I don't know if I could answer that. I mean, you always want your last broadcast to be better than the previous one, which I feel like I I do. I feel like my... I'm trying to remember my last Dynamo... A broadcast. I think it went fairly well without all the technical glitches accounted for. You know, losing internet and having to restart it type of thing. And also remembering I had to update the scoreboard on the uh, YouTube stream. <laughs> so, yeah, I any chance I get to broadcast or any chance I get to announce, I don't take it for granted. I don't take it for granted because it's a chance that I might not have gotten so yeah that's that's a good cop-out answer except I guess I already mentioned games three and four the FHL finals in 2014 would be my favorite because that's the two games Dayton need to win at home the force game five winning game five by big margin coming down from the Dayton Sharks game watching the third period in the pub and just being around that hockey family was Probably one of the highlights of my broadcasting career. It was it was a lot of fun. So, what's my favorite part of announcing? Well, for PA announcing, I guess broadcasting too. I guess for all types of announcing, having the creative flow, having the opportunity to make it your call type of thing. I think that's what really is my favorite part. I mean, as a kid, always wanted to be... A broadcaster of sorts, and actually doing it years later is a B. Well, I mentioned 95 being the first thing. I remember local news-wise, that would be 22 years ago. (laughs) Again, I'm old, I know. Uh, But being able to be creative, being able to make something new every day, I think that's my favorite part. Of course, in the sport, you have your same rules. I mean for home team broadcast you have your same home team of course and mostly same players time to time you might have new ones come in and such but it's something new every game and that's why I think I like it so much now for the part that I was struggling with I wrote favorite teams on here well in high school and college I could tell you teams right off the bat however since, you know, I follow sports, I like just watching sports. I guess my favorite teams to observe and watch, well, for baseballs, the Cincinnati Reds, mainly because of the fact you know they're a the close team. And whenever I'm in the car and it's game time, the radio's always tuned into the games. So I can listen in. Also, I do listen to Dayton Dragons games when I can. Normally, when they're both on at the same time, it's switching between the two stations. Um, hockey-wise, uh, locally against the Columbus Blue Jackets, even though they haven't fared so well in their, what, 17, 18 years of existence. Maybe one day they'll win a playoff series. I don't know. It's a little weird to see the new font changes on the Blue Jackets uh, jerseys. It's very subtle. It's not like Ottawa's change, which I'll go over a minute. But it's it's fairly nice since it's now adidas running the jersey show which is weird thinking adidas you know hockey adidas and soccer that's the first match you think of you know they also make some good shoes here and there too but hockey kits it's not the first thing you think of with adidas first thing i think of adidas is the uh, german the uh, german national team kit because i also like watching the fifa world cup United States and Germany be my two teams since, you know, I'm a German descent. Let's see, what else is there? Uh, for football, it's the Cincinnati Bengals. Again, local team and also having the chance to listen in uh, to the broadcast. And uh, also the New England Patriots. Now I know, you're going to say, oh, we're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> now, uh, this would be when I was a sophomore in high school. I had a job as a busboy. And I remember it was the Philadelphia Eagles and the Atlanta Falcons. I wanted Atlanta to win. No real reason. I just liked the color red. So I wanted them to win. This is why I was still getting into sports, mind you. So it's not like I pick teams on colors or mascots or anything. Um, I wanted Atlanta to win. Philly won... I think fairly handily, if I remember that game. So I picked New England and won the Super Bowl, and I've been on that boat since. Even the one year they didn't make the playoffs because Brady was injured in the first game, and Matt Castle was the backup. They still went 11-5, but not good enough for a playoff spot that year, as I remember. Uh, So those are the two football teams I like to watch. But again, you throw sports in my face, I'm watching it. That's why I really liked uh, Twitter when they had all those games, except the Cincinnati Reds games. Uh, They were blacked out for me because I I live in Dayton, and that's part of the Cincinnati market. Therefore, I can't watch it on Twitter. Marvelous. But I did watch a lot of free games, especially last year when the NFL had their uh, Thursday Night Football broadcast on Twitter. Now I think it's on Amazon Prime or something like that. Someone should correct me on that. Um. But yeah, I, I loved watching it on Twitter. Just seeing it for free was awesome. Hopefully that continues to grow and build. Because that would be a cool way to watch sports without leaving home. Let's see. I covered baseball. I covered hockey. covered covered uh, football. Uh, basketball. I know I'm going to get a lot of crap from it. But uh, Indiana Pacers and the Cleveland Cavaliers are my two teams. Uh, never been to a Cavs game. I've been to... One or two Pacer games. They are both for a job slash career slash internship fair. I remember the last fair I went to, uh, some wonderful person wearing converses and jeans to a career fair mocked how I had a two-page resume. Well, I have a lot of experience. And if you went to the website, theleadwmountain.com, check out the career stats yeah, I do have a lot of experience, but no, it was front and back. It wasn't like two pages each. They're saying, "Oh, ain't too much. Yeah, he's not gonna get anything." Yeah. Well, I didn't get anything, but um, I wanted to tell the kid, you know, <laughs> up yours, because you aren't either with your um hipster get up. But I didn't. I kept my mouth shut. So yeah, um, that was uh that was a great sentence. Indiana Pacers. I know they're gonna. Possibly struggle this year. Not 100% sold on the new jerseys they have. It's weird seeing the Indiana Pacers on one kit. I liked the previous kit they had. I also liked the 90s one they had, too. or the late 90s ones, I guess is what I'm saying. I like those, but they look okay. And I like the new Cavs ones, too. The fonts... I don't know. I guess it's all right. People didn't like the uh, Statement uh, Cavs ones. I wasn't fully sold in the Indiana ones, either. It's just, I like yellow, but that's almost too much yellow. Like, there's no nothing contrasting it. It's just the team name and the number. Um, you know, the team and the name and the circle and the number in the middle. It's just too bright, I guess and going off an old baseball uh, jersey. <laughs> it's the banana tops. <laughs> but, um, yeah, those are the two basketball teams. I'm trying to think what else I can mention. But like I said, anymore, I just like following sports. So on Twitter, I follow a lot of fans of other teams, and it's cool to see their perspective through it. I think that's why I like Twitter so much more, and that's why I always push my Twitter name out there, the LeWMowen. In case you're not following, which you probably are, but maybe you're not, maybe you want to follow. I don't know. So I guess uh, that I guess that answers the question of my favorite teams, which I guess is now everybody. So I guess I'll finish it up with the best moments I've ever had as a broadcaster and announcer. And keep in mind, this is starting in 2006, so there's a lot of them. I guess one of my favorite moments in freshman. Possibly sophomore year, um, I got to do play-by-play in the uh, sixth inning, and the guy that was doing it go down and get a bag of peanuts to eat. Come back up, starts eating them, and I say something off the wall, you know, <laughs> and then he uh, he starts laughing and he chokes on the peanut and he's coughing for like an inning and a half. I remember that game, I think the Raiders won, and it was against Milwaukee. I think it was like six to three or something like that. <laughs> it was one of my favorite moments. I think one of my favorite moments in college was learning for the first time I got the sports director job, and for me, I think that's where a lot of growing up started. I realized that, hey, I have this important wing of the station. It's time for me to grow up. It's time to you know be professional. I mean, two and a half years, I had 30-some broadcasters under the wing. Uh, We expanded our coverage on WWSU from just basketball and maybe some baseball to, well, let's see. Well, we did high school football at the time, too. That was the first year. We did four Fairborn games. Uh, We went to Wright State soccer, Wright State volleyball, Wright State hockey, Wright State football, Wright State basketball, as I mentioned, uh, Wright State baseball, we never got to Wright state sock softball because at the time there wasn't power and phone to get out there. I mean now there's internet, so you know you can go out there with a laptop and call into the station via Skype or something, and there you go, something like that. Um, I feel like I accomplished a lot in college, and I was hoping that you know, with all that experience and what I created, would give me a job right off the bat. It hasn't worked out like that, which is okay. I'm still battling here. I'm still alive. I'm still kicking. I would kick this microphone if A, it wasn't so expensive, and B, if my legs could reach uh, this far because the microphone's right next to me on here. So that's some of the best moments I had in college. If you ask any of my friends that broadcast me, they'll tell you that, you know, that was what I lived for in college was game day. Now, let's see. Uh, after college, got a couple internships. Uh, the year I finally got paid for every game, that was big. Then things took off from there. Every time I find out I'm getting an opportunity to showcase my talents, that's that puts a smile on my face. Like I said, tomorrow at UC, I got the American Athletic Conference opener for the women's soccer team versus UCF. At Central Florida, if you didn't know, if you did know, then pat yourself on the back, I guess. I pat myself on the back because I knew. Um, let's see, what else? Just game day, I guess. It's always my favorite day. I mean, today I have a Flyers men's soccer game versus Oakland, a team that I saw uh last weekend at Wright State. The Raiders won two nothing to open up their conference play. And I get to see the same team again, so finding pronunciations for names isn't going to be too bad. So that was that was pretty cool. And uh, podcast day is also my favorite, especially when I have a guest, and especially when the recording goes well, and I don't have a lot to edit or you know, a lot of a lot of clipping to declip. I think that's my favorite time when editing is fairly easy and fairly smooth. That will wrap it up. That's everything I thought of, and looking at Audacity pre-edit time is 41 minutes exactly. So that will close out Episode 9 of the Gem of the Queen's Crown. It's based on yours truly. Episode 10, I promise, will go back to something that's not related to me. Like I mentioned, do have a couple plans in the cards, but... Next week, or the following week, will be a podcast episode about Wright State's homecoming. And it's also a big homecoming, because Wright State is turning 50 years old this year, after separating from Ohio State and Miami Universities. Originally was a branch campus of both in Dayton. And I forget which one had the Graduate Center. I want to say it's Ohio State, possibly Miami. But both of them had their hands in Dayton, and then it turned into... What we now know as Wright State University today. That will wrap up episode nine. If you have any questions you want me to answer, or any comments, uh, feel free hit up Twitter, the Lee W. Malin, T H E L E E W M O W E N, Facebook Lee W. Malin, and also the Facebook page The Gem of the Queen's Crown. Give that a like because that's where most of my Little tidbits of what I plan for the next episode will go. Hopefully I'll do a little bit better than that than I have lately. Uh, give that a like. And also visit the hosts of the Gem and the Queen's Crown, gemcitysports.com. Like I mentioned, Brian Reese, Doug Brown, the co-owners, do a wonderful job with the internet station. Also visit my website, com. Hopefully soon I'll start to write more in my own actual website. Again, if you have any questions or comments for the podcast or podcaster, uh, you can visit those outlets. And if it's not laced with profanity or saying I should stop broadcasting and just go in a hole and rot, um, I'll probably have it on my podcast. So until episode 10 next week, ladies and gentlemen, this is Lee W. Mallon signing off. Thanks for tuning in. Episode 9 is now in the books. Thanks for listening to The Gem on the Queen's Crown. Don't forget to like the Facebook page, The Gem on the Queen's Crown. Follow the podcaster, The Lee W. Mowen, on Twitter and Instagram. Also, visit www.TheLeeWMowen.com and www.GemCitySports.com.